Hi guys, welcome back to the Idiot Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, General Phantom. Today's topic is about Sega. I am with my two co-hosts, Aeon and the OG. They're here today. Say hi. My name is Aeon. My name is Aeon. Hello, this is the OG here. Alright, from humble beginnings, Sega started out as a pinball company in Honolulu, Hawaii, until they made one successful space shooter game, and this was all back in the 60s. Now, we go look into Sega's first console, the Sega Master System. The Master System was an 8-bit console created to fight the NES, which... Obviously, as we all know, it failed the video game industry. The Master System failed spectacularly. No, it didn't. It didn't exactly fail, but it didn't reach the numbers that most people that were for a console nowadays. Keep in mind, the video game market was much smaller back then. They were just getting back used to getting into video games. Like, of course, it's not going to be the huge success that is the NES, but it sold fairly well. Of course, with that said, I like Nintendo, who's got their most popular quote-unquote plumber, because he... Sega didn't have a mascot. Until they decide to make Alex Kidd the mascot, and I won't blame you if you don't even know who Alex Kidd is. Like, there were multiple games of Alex Kidd on the Master System, but the only but one But the that only one that I remembered is Alex Kidd in Miracle World, where you can rock, paper, scissors, shoot, you can attack with a big fist, you can control a helicopter, you can go on a pogo stick, you can collect money. However, mm-hmm. of course, as we all know, Alex Kidd wasn't so memorable. So going into the Sega Genesis... Sega, Sega Mega Drive for those people who are in Japan. Sega knew that they couldn't just sit down there and do nothing about it. So obviously they went into the marketing that's named Sega Does What Nintendo Don't. Well, before we get into that, the one thing that the Sega Genesis was known for was its blast processing and Nobody could prove it more than Sonic the Hedgehog. With, of course, Sorry. with his four games, of course. Classic. Sonic? Of course, I'm a Sonic fan. Of course, Sonic the Hedgehog is also known for a lot of the glitches in, let's say, Sonic 06 and Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric, but we'll get to those games later. But for now, Sonic single-handedly changed the marketing system for Sega. You had Sonic 1, you had Sonic 2, then you had Sonic 3, and then Sonic and Knuckles. Which, with Sonic and Knuckles, applies lock-on technology, where you can connect Sonic 3 with Sonic and Knuckles to make Sonic 3 and Knuckles, which was, back then, extraordinary because of lock-on technology. Which, it's still kind of hard to believe, but... And it... I don't think it was even used anyway. It was like a one-time thing, and that was it. Nobody else used the lock-on technology. By the way, it's still a cool factoid about it. But, of course, you can't talk about the Sega Genesis without the controller. 
Of course. The three uh, button please. controller A B C start and a D pad. Of course, the controller wasn't nearly as iconic as, you know, the NES or the SNES controller. Neither was it as good as the SNES controller because that one had six buttons, which was better suited for arcade games. So, what? Which, speaking of arcade games, um, when Mortal Kombat came around and they wanted to port it to the home systems, and since it was very controversial back then, what Sega, Sega does with Nintendo don't, Sega actually added the blood for Mortal Kombat if you put it a code. Unlike the SNES version, where they just use, I assume, sweat instead of blood. Yeah, they use sweat. And for those games like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter 2, they obviously knew that they couldn't do it with their three-button controller to make yeah. a six-button controller that was also smaller in size. Of course, that one's still worse than the SNES controller because, yeah, the small size and the fact that all six buttons are there without the use of the shoulder buttons, which creates a pretty uncomfortable experience, in my opinion, at least. Now, of course, for the likes of Mario, Link, and Samus for Nintendo, what does Sega have? Uh, you have Sonic, of course, um, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Altered Beast. Echo the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin. And then but... you forgot the rest because they're so... <laughs> Listen, we, we, we could make another podcast episode about the Forgotten franchises, but legit, those are the only ones that we could remember. I think yeah, I want to say Dynamite known for a lot of their first party games, unlike Nintendo. Which, of course, so you can um, clearly see that a lot of this will be talking about Sonic. Yes, because for all of this, because unlike the other franchises that are here, like I Sony and Microsoft, Sonic is probably the most iconic one here. But, of course, there comes the time that we need to change the formula, so we have to go to 3D now. But Sega was not done with the Genesis, because unlike moving on to the next and paying attention to the 3D console, they decide, you know what, we need to have the Genesis on life support. So we are going to do two attachments slash accessories, the Sega CD and the 32X. The Sega CD is by far the more notable one because, well, if it's really CD only because technology. of one game, the Sonic both, CD both game. Are ba- both are basically just life support for the Genesis. But mm-hmm. at least Sonic CD was good enough to justify. Good. Well, good enough. Well, the thing is, uh, many people in the Sonic community, I think, like, back... I don't say back then, but they called it, like, a bad game. Like, as like a black sheep since it was so different. You had the super peel out. You had a different kind of spin dash, which in Sonic 2, if you just spam A all the time and down, then what will happen is you will get faster. But in Sonic CD, the spin dash is you have to hold it. And the more you hold it, the more faster you get. And to me, I never liked that. I do not like how you hold it. I'm more used to spamming the A button. Mike. My only problem with Sonic CD is 
music for the uh, American version. It, it's just very creepy. Oh, great. And We're bringing up listen. the fun is infinite with Sega Enterprises, aren't we? Yep. We need to bring that up, shall we? Hi. Here's a fun fact. The first boss fight that you fight in Palm Tree Panic has the same number that is similar to the Nintendo Famicom because it was so slow. And it's the easiest boss fight in the but whole game. But Sonic CD was still worth your time. Yeah, as long as you um, go with the time travel here. Yeah, time travel. And also, Sonic CD introduced Amy Rose, Metal Sonic, a lot of iconic Sonic characters. Yes. But we spent too long on Sonic CDs. Yeah, and this is so supposed to be a Sega CD. Sega's quote unquote. Actually, let's actually go 32X, then Sega Saturn. Because I. 32X. Yes. <laughs> I just forgot about it. It's that forgettable. <laughs> Which I can't really blame you. The Sega 32X, unlike the Sega CD. Nobody didn't really have it. a lot of, didn't really have its standout game. And like, the only one I can remember is Knuckles Chaotix. And even that is remembered much less than Sonic CD. The thing is, if you could imagine, because they take their own cartridges as well. Because I like Sega CD, it's kind of like, what's it called? You're going to see it's like, okay, it's a CD. But, like, for 32X, it's a cartridge. And what happens if, what's it called, you don't own it, and you don't know it's 32X, then when you go buy it, and it doesn't work. Because yeah, it runs it's... its own cartridges. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of odd. The Sega 32X just didn't, to me, at least, didn't seem like... Like, the thing it is, why couldn't you make those 32X games? And this might be an unpopular opinion. But why couldn't you turn those 32X games to regular Genesis cartridges instead of their own? I get they wanted to show off, but I thought they would learn this lesson with the Sega CD. But I guess not. They probably just wanted to create more space in the cartridges. Again, my opinion. I just feel like 32X cartridges should just go should just be Sega Genesis cartridges instead of their own, but... but Yeah, the... we talked about the Sega Genesis. We need to kill it off and move on to... Yeah. The Sega Genesis's add-ons mark the painful decline of Sega as a video game console creator, and that really came into fruition with the Sega Saturn. Oh, God. Sega Saturn... Because unlike N64 and newcomer of PlayStation, um, to be honest, <laughs> I want to say nothing special. But like, there's like some games that they do, of course, represent. But because unlike Mario 64 or Crash Bandicoot, what did the Sega Saturn have? Uh, Related to Sonic. Sonic 3D Nothing. Blast. But wait, yeah. that was all the Genesis before. That, but it... Sonic also, R? This is, this is also coming from a Castlevania fan. It had uh, the... It was... They had an, a Japan-only version of Castlevania Symphony of the Night with uh, exclusive boss fights. 
which was really cool. I also heard that it was also a port for the the more rare Street Fighter the movie the game, which I don't think Street you guys Fighter, ever the heard. The movie, the board game, the game. Okay, Doug. Now that's just getting to the 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 and the and knuckles me at this point. <laughs> the and knuckles me. So yeah, with the failure of the Sega Saturn, we go to the Dreamcast, which the dream has been shattered. Because that was the last ever console that Sega decided to make. <sighs> because there was one thing, actually multiple things, I could say. You not only had the PlayStation 2, which has a world record for being the best-selling console, but mostly the Dreamcast, I heard, was ahead of its time than the other consoles. If you guys agree or disagree. Aeon, do you agree or disagree, OG? Uh, what'd you say? Um, I said, uh, what's it called? Do you agree with the that the Dreamcast was ahead of its time. Yeah. It, it had some... It had a lot of good aspects from, from, like... from Not only from, like, a gaming standpoint, but also from a technical standpoint. It was a bit powerful. You could, you know, you could surf the internet. You could... Um, yeah, you could do a bunch of things with it. Of course... Let's talk about the games here. We had Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. And we're on the Dreamcast, of course. Also had Five a... years, by the way, it took for another Sonic game. If you don't count 3D Blast. Which... Also had, uh, it's unfortunate Rest because Sonic Veronica. Adventure was a really good series of Sonic games. Well, there was only two. Sonic Adventure, I heard, is like the more praised well, Sonic Adventure 2. It's like the one that some people say has like a little bit holes in its story. But it's still really cool. Like, I mean, for example, Sonic Adventure 2 has created some of the most iconic memes of all time. Yeah, we're gonna... <laughs> I mean, Especially if you mention Sonic Adventure 2, you have Green to bring Forest. up the memes. I wish we could say the meme. But I'd rather not say it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. We don't want to get. His... We don't want to. What's it called? Let's just now before we move into the other territory. Let's talk about handheld gaming. You know, from here first there was the Sega Game Gear, which was an eight-bit Master System portable, and it it was used to combat the Game Boy to the Game Boy. Unfortunately, though, it had an absolutely horrible battery life. So most people just stuck with the Game Game Boy because of it. Now, the thing that the Game Boy didn't have was color, but that didn't mean shit. If your battery life was just horrible. No, it didn't mean shit because you still got to deal with what's it called. 
You still gotta de- ba- deal with batteries. Exactly. Yeah. Even it's with a- Zeta games, you or- get Sonic One on the Game Gear, Sonic Two on the Game Gear, you get think- Sonic Triple Trouble, you get Sonic Chaos, you get Sonic Drift, which is just a Mario Kart clone, and Sonic Drift Two, which again tries to rip off Mario Kart again. Then you got also, Sonic, don't you Labyrinth Sonic Labyrinth and Sonic Blast. Wait, don't you also have Sonic Labyrinth? Yeah, Sonic Labyrinth, which is just a spin-off where the whole main game is you going slow. Yeah. Which obviously doesn't sound fun. Even like, in a legit. Mario game, it's better to just run through the levels than walk, jump, walk, jump. So you gotta get going three slow in a Sonic game. And I played these. Like I don't have an actual game gear. I emulate on my 3DS. Because I use the 3DS eShop. I play yeah. these. Plus, Game Gear so is, I know, a Game Gear is super expensive. I know my shit. And then there's the Sega Nomad. Which is which a horrible is, Genesis. Yeah. Which also had a horrible battery life. It tried. Very late. Well, this is a Sega episode, not an Atari episode. Yeah, well, we could mention Atari because they are horrible during handheld, and that's what, that was their decline. Because, well, again, just like yeah, the OG but their said, competition was Nintendo. Yeah, and yeah, so, Nintendo yeah. also released the Game Boy Color similar to that time, but by then they already had dedicated portable franchises like Pokemon there, so... Yeah. You so can see where this spoke is of... going. Yeah. So now we go to uh, the part of Sega going third party. <laughs> and really, we're going to talk about other gaming franchises the best that we can, but mostly this is probably going to be more Sonic. Yeah, so... In 2001, the Dreamcast was discontinued and Sega never made a, a big console ever again. All they really well, yeah, did was make... Yeah, you could say as like, a that, hit big console, they still, what's it called? Like, they, they made like, the Micro Game consoles. Gear and the Sega Micro Genesis Game Classic, Gear. which I own. But they never released a major console. Yeah. Never. <laughs> so, yeah. where do we start from this three-party trend. Well, we well, might we as could well do just start Sonic off with right now. Sonic. You get Actually, ports. no, Super Monkey Ball is better. Oh, yeah, Super Monkey Ball. Which I've so, never Super played. Monkey Ball is, like, one of those platforming games where you roll around in a ball going through mazes, and while I haven't played it personally, I've heard it. it's really tough. Like, the first two games I've heard are really tough. So sad that what's it called... It's been almost dead until it was revived. But yeah, those games most prominently most prominently appeared on the GameCube, or at least from my knowledge. Yeah. So I forgot about to talk about Jet well, Set Radio. But, but they're most famous for being on the GameCube. Yeah, I forgot to talk about Jet Set Radio, which was another good one. Ooh. Oh, and I heard that one's good. Rico is a very rated series. 
Well, that's the Our thing. Like, radio was on the Dreamcast, so. And then there was Crazy Taxi as well, but I don't think that was, like, major Dreamcast, but that was, like, like mostly arcade thing. Yeah. In a way, like, it's kind of GTA driving, but instead Except of trying to murder people, people, you, you try to bring people to their destinations places. as fast as they can. Yeah. Yes. But... Yeah, mostly that. In a lot of cases, like, the only made... Well, Sega also has another company that they own called Atlas. And well, are we technically near have... there yet? What? I don't think so, dude. Well, they made the Shin Megami Tensei games, so... Well, then again, I was going to go back to Sonic or how they ported SA1 SA2 to GameCube. And then released Sonic Heroes for GameCube. And then they released um, Shadow the Hedgehog on GameCube. Where is that? Which then again, I already mentioned them. Because that was during the Dark Age. Well, no, I wouldn't say that's a Dark Age. The Dark Age didn't start until, like, Sonic 06. No, Dark Age started during Shadow the Hedgehog. Because that was the game that cracked... The whole fan base. You had Shadow with a gun, which basically broke the Sonic formula. You had to deal with 12 endings in total, and they're all separate. <laughs> you Overall, gotta do missions. It's an annoying experience. I can go all day with it because I already beat it. But that broke what essentially was the camel. Or that one saying that I can't say it right now. The straw that it, broke the camel's back there. And that unleashed the Dark Age. And if you didn't think that was the straw that broke the camel's back, then, oh boy, 2006 is right around the corner. That's 2000- great, 2006. So yeah, you that had was... the Sonic the Hedgehog Game Boy Advance port, which... Oh yeah, that's It's one of the slowest games ever created. That was, like, the worst port that you can ever get of the Sonic 1 port. Like, if you want to create a Sonic game, the most like, important the only thing, thing is to go was, fast. like, the music. That was, like, the only good thing I heard. Everything else is shit. Yeah. The most important thing is to go fast, and it was slow as heck. Well, I heard someone try to modify it so, like, you get, like, a little bit more speed. That like I heard that's like a WIP. That's but a work in progress to fix a Sonic one. But even worse than that is Sonic the Hedgehog. Or no, that's Sonic 06. Okay, where do we begin with this? As a major Sonic fan, I feel like this game gets trashed on so much, but when you actually play it, it's a great I game. I feel like the I feel like the hate is a little bit unnecessary to the point because this game is so overhated. You can like, don't play it. I you mean, can... yeah, it's glitchy, but it's fun. You can pretty much do legit. The only thing that bothered me was like some of the silver levels, and that's it. Like yeah, and, it's glitchy, and but the it's last fun. part where you got to get all the chaos emeralds without without losing three lives because you share one with all the characters. 
you need to get all seven Chaos Emeralds in one run. And then the final boss fight's the only thing I'll give it a compliment for. Which, the final boss I fight. saw a long play of it. It's awesome. You get to switch from Sonic to Shadow, Silver, and the three Which of them. represents the past, the present, the future. Yeah, and the three of them get to team up to fight the main villain, which is Mephilus. Well, technically Solaris. But Mephilus kind of killed Sonic. Where and then Don't worry, Infamous Mr. Peanut. Death can be temporary, says the him. Sonic Twitter. Like, but I would generally consider Mephilus to be the main villain in that game. Well, yeah, of course. Because what's it called? He tricks Silver into thinking Sonic's the one that destroyed the future in the first place. Alright, so... With that said, I will declare another unpopular opinion. I feel like Secret Rings is worse than Sonic 06, in my opinion. Because... Mm, well, the minigames make up... Well, the minigames do kind of no, push no, no, it no. over Sonic 06. Minigames aside, no. The minigames... I'm talking about main adventure. Not everything else. Just the main okay. adventure itself. Alright. Good shit. You go through so much shit. For what? To get the seven world rings, and you're inside the world of Arabian Nights. Yeah, I Should I also mention that Sonic has a voice actor? Like in the Adventure Days, he had Ryan Drummond, and around the, I would say around the 2000s era, like around like 2005, um, they switched the the voice cast to the four kids cast of Sonic X, where Jason Griffin was Sonic. I used to watch Sonic. I never understood what was happening. Hmm. It pretty much covered, like, the first bit of it kind of covered the Sonic Adventure 2 plot, if I'm not wrong. Did it cover this? Well, how would you say Sonic Adventure 2 if I think Chaos showed up? Oh, wait, no, but, like, which... showed up, I don't know. I don't watch Which one did it cover? I watched a couple. I remember there's a baseball episode. I know it definitely covered the adventure games, but I don't know which one. It did. Yeah. And with that, like, come on. Like, sometimes you gotta feel bad for J.C. Griffin, because people want... He he was the most liked voice actor for Sonic. And he had to go through all these games that were so low-rated. Like, some of them were. Like, you had, like, Sonic Rush, for example. That was a good one. But then you have Secret Rings and the Black Knight. Yeah, to be honest, I hate Secret Rings. Um, I, mean, I will declare an unpopular opinion. Minigames aside, I feel like Sonic R- Sonic and the Secret Rings is worse than Sonic 06. Yeah. You, yeah. In Sonic 06, at least you can connect character. Yeah, I tried unlike, Secret Rings. Unlike Secret Rings, where he will constantly, good. where Sonic can constantly move, and you have to guide him either forward or backward to homey attack. You have to thrust your Wii remote. Like, Actually, no, the word was okay. It's just that, like, it was so awkward to control. And then there's the missions of how you try to get the seven world rings. Yeah. And then there's the final boss fight. Legit. To me, it was awful. Like, I didn't like it. It was so much just trying to shake the Wii remote. Um up and down vertically, like it's a jackhammer. 
overall, the game just dragged on just, and on. And dude, I just waited game. for it to end. Like, legit, you have Tails and then Knuckles and then Eggman, but they're not themselves. Instead, they're just playing other characters like Alibaba, for example, and Sinbad. Yeah, overall, it was really it was, weird. It was not good. I I rather play 06 than Sonic and the Secret Rings. Because at least with 06, you could have fun with the glitches. Yeah, you can at least say that. However, around that time of Sonic and the Secret Rings, Sega also decided to create a new IP, which was Bayonetta. Of course, Bayonetta 1 was multi-platform across a lot of systems. Yes, exactly. And that one came out in 2009. However, Bayonetta 2, since at that time Sega was running out of money, similar to Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric, was moved over to the Wii U. For, and yeah, while for Sonic, Go- for Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric, that worked out horribly like the game was an absolute mess but Bayonetta <sighs> well then again 2014 was a shitty year really Sonic. Well. we had two bad games you forgot to mention Lost World half of the Sonic fan base liked it half of them don't oh yeah and I forgot Colors and Generations but Generation Marks were again another revoice cast where we had Roger Craig Smith aka I think the main character of Assassin's Creed I don't know how you say his name, though. Yeah, he voiced Sonic up until recently when he, when he retired. Bitch. No, he said, I'm done. He just, he just quit. <laughs> but he said, yeah, you know he... what? You know what, people? I, I'm done. I'm not going to voice him anymore. Bye. <laughs> which, depending on the Sonic fan, depending on which Sonic fan you are, it's either a huge win or a huge loss. Well, the thing is... I used to like Roger because I grew up with Sonic Colors and then went like onward and onward. But then when I keep, when I, what's it called, grew older, I, I can realize some of the problems that he has. It was either probably the writing, um, for example, Baldy Big Nose Hair, and possibly the entirety of Sonic Forces, where for a very, ser- ser- for a very serious situation, and where Sonic got captured and was tortured for six months, you would at least expect I or I don't know, bruises. No, he's just perfectly fine. He just hangs out there like it's nothing. And then he wisecracks. Which, like, come on. Eggman killed, I don't know, how many civilians? And you're wisecracking like it's nothing? If it, this was Jason Griffin, that he would at least take it seriously. But, but that's course, my Roger Craig Smith. Like Roger Craig Smith. I even forgot to mention Unleashed. Unleashed, in my opinion, so underrated. Like legit. Where fuck the ratings, everyone. Play Sonic Unleashed right now. Screw the ratings. Get the game. It is perfect, and you will not regret it. Trust well, me. the main sections are perfect, in your opinion. The the daytime sections steal the show compared to the nighttime sections. Now, what version, I should say? Xbox 360 and PS3. Get those. Do not get PS2 or Wii, because they're entirely different games compared to the one I'm talking about. 
if you do get the Wii one, either play it with the Classic controller or the GameCube controller. Don't play yes, it with the Wii Yes, I agree, because if you're playing with the Wii remote alone, the game wouldn't allow you. You need to have the nunchuck, which I don't like, in my opinion, even though some of the popular games like Mario Galaxy need it. But that's besides the point. Yeah. But, obviously, Sega was running low on money in 2014, and that's why Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric absolutely sucked and that's you why know, because Bayonetta of that we're going to have adventure remasters what they were going to have a me- adventure remasters but then what happened was because of boom's fucking disaster they decide to cancel it they decide to can it but which is a horrible move if you ask me because adventure the adventure games well, they're generally regarded as the best 3D Sonic game by a lot of people, at least. Well, the thing is, it was going to be on the Wii U. Which, honestly, wouldn't be that bad. I wouldn't mind actually selecting the Wii U. World, or probably something like that. Yeah, but Bayonetta 2 worked really well on the Wii U. So it's clear that they knew what they were doing as long as they had the time to do it. Yep. Keyword as long as they had the as long as they had the time. Mm-hmm. So where do we go from here? From Sonic's past, of course, he died, but then he came back to life in the twenty-fifth anniversary. Now there are two games for the twenty-fifth anniversary for Sonic. You had Sonic Mania, which by far was a huge so- shock for a successful moment. And yeah. then you had Sonic Forces, which was a fucking disappointment. Yeah. So let's let's tackle Sonic Mania first. Sonic Mania was technically not made by a Sonic team themselves. It was it technically was made, made by, by fans. The... By a guy named Christian Whitehead, who was able to port Sonic 2, Sonic CD, and Sonic 1 all on your phone. Yep. Exactly. Which is the best way to actually play Sonic 1, 2, and CD. Which I actually completed those games because of that. Then you had Headcanon and Puoto West Games. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. With, with three teams on the line, they made Sonic Mania, which is a huge celebration of Sonic's 2D roots. Which actually got DLC for Sonic Mania Plus which included two characters that we forgot to talk about. Mighty the Armadillo and Ray the Flying Squirrel. Now, these two originated from Sega Sonic the Hedgehog, an arcade game that was only exclusively in Japan, but was going to be planned in America, but decided to make it a Japan-only exclusive. But they appeared in Knuckles Chaotix, if I'm correct, right? Only Mighty appeared in Knuckles oh, Chaotix, only Mighty while Knuckles Ray Chaotix? was just only there for just that game and like one appearance in Rad Mobile or Rad Mobile. There, honestly, I thought both were part of the Chaotix, but well, Mighty at least well, was. Well, if they were part of the Chaotix, then what's the fault? Because Mighty replaced Sonic, because Knuckles Chaotix was a prototype, or basically, there was a prototype called Sonic Crackers. Um, Mighty replaced Sonic, and Tails has data left over from the game, dubbed Wechenia by the community. 
But yeah, Sonic Mania is $20. Absolutely worth the price, if you ask me. Yes. Yes. Is... Like, it, and then they there should is every game $20. It's the Chad No, it wouldn't of... make sense, but like... It's the for... Chad of the two games yeah. of Sonic's 25th anniversary. Now let's talk about the Virgin Sonic Forces. It's, Sonic Forces. It was a much larger budget game compared to Sonic Mania, but... Somehow, the it sad thing is, Sega doesn't cheaper. realize that gameplay gameplay does not matter according to them. The artwork matters because they spent four years on it. Four Honestly, years on concept art. What Forces is is like it's a dark take on Sonic, which no, it if, tries to be. We talked it about earlier. Roger be. Craig Smith doesn't fit the dark tone. Roger, oh my God, Roger Craig Smith. In Sonic Forces, I was just frustrated most of the time. He wisecracks. The only line that I like is, it has been generations since I see, see you, which was during the time the classic Sonic is in Forces, and they meet each other again. I kind of like that, because that was a reference to Sonic Generations, which, again, Roger Crooksmith was there for. But for Sonic, that was being beat up. Tortured. Tortured for six months. Still wisecracks. Has no bruises or a black eye. Makes me frustrate. Honestly, though, like, if you're going to make a dark take on a story, then, and have it still feel, like, appealing to children, then you have to do it right. Should like, I mention the, the, the main bad here, guy? Say, wait. Actually, you say your thing because I want to talk yeah. about the main bad guy. Yeah, if you really want to make a dark story still feel like childlike, it's like from a comparison, I'll use Super Mario Galaxy, even though it's not that dark. But if you take a comparison between Sonic Forces and Super Mario Galaxy, Galaxy kind of lets you settle into the world and then, you know, terrorism reigned loose. And that opening cutscene in Super Mario Galaxy, it's probably the darkest you'll ever see in a, in a mainline Mario game that you'll see. But they pulled it off really well because they still kept the character, they still kept everything in character what happened affected everyone. You know, for example, Mario seeing the Luma sacrifice themselves, you could clearly see that it left a mark on Mario. But Sonic Forces, Sonic got tortured for six months, never left a mark. Mario, when he lost his friend, oh my, like, he really didn't want to see Luma go. Yeah. Well, so that's my comparison of why Sonic and, Forces is and bad. Now and now comes the main bad guy, Infinite. What a fucking joke he is. Alright, let me explain Infinite. If according to episode Shadow, Shadow kicks his ass and calls him weak. And because of that he's triggered and doesn't want to be weak. And it's just it, it's just dumb. Why would you take Shadow seriously if this man's an edgelord? Sometimes people are just like that, but 
And because of that, it's he a weird wants revenge for Ghost Robotnik and gives him the Phantom Ruby. And basically how he dies, um, Sonic and the Avatar, aka your own OC, kicks his, a- kicks his ass and then he flies away and disappears. Never to be mentioned again. In other words, it's weirdly complex for just the sake of being complex. Yeah. But it's also very fucking short. You, I'll bet you, you can at least beat the game under 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Whereas Mario Galaxy, that can take 11 hours to 100%. And even if you wanted to complete it in record time, that still would be a three-hour investment. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Okay. Take... I'm not talking about 100%. I'm just talking about game beating the game in general. Like, like I'm saying, how many hours does it take that not 100%ing? Because what I'm talking about yeah. is the if you just want to beat the game, like not 100%ing, how long would it take for that? Well, for Super Mario Galaxy, that would be like two hours. All right, guys. Like an hour or two hours. Exactly. Now, the thing is... That would be it. We have to move on because we talked about this for so long. Oh right. yeah, we yeah. Are, we are nearing. We are at 41, 41 minutes and almost yes, forty one minutes and thirty seconds. But yeah, of course, and we just talked about Sonic Forces the whole Sega, time. No. Yeah, you know, Sega also had other companies that they had. For example, Atlas, which is now most famous for creating the Persona games and the Shin Megami Tensei games. Yep. So, if you don't know, Shin Megami Tensei is an RPG series that was mainly on Nintendo platforms, but is most well-known for appearing on the PS2. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Shin Megami Tensei has its spin-off series called the Persona series, where you go, which has always appeared on the PlayStation, with the exception of Persona Q... And Q2, which oh, we're on the DS. somehow appeared on the 3DS. Yeah. But the Persona games, well, and Strikers, which appeared on Switch and PC, but... Well, yeah, exactly. But Persona is mainly a PlayStation franchise, so please tell that to the people that yes, are going to have Persona because ported people onto don't the Switch want, because, because Nash, people always want to... Always port Persona 5 to other consoles. Most particular, most prominently the Switch. Yes. Now, where but, do we go from there? I would say it's probably the best RPG I've ever experienced because I haven't played the other ones. So, so what happens really say... in Persona 5 is that you play a silent protagonist. And your journey is to go through the, well, is to use the metaverse, which is the, it's the, it's the, well, how do I explain it? It's like a separate world in which two different realities based on someone's cognition. Otherwise known in union psychology and collective unconsciousness. So... What you do is try to change... So, for a lot of the politically corrupt people and 
for a certain example, when their minds are distorted, they have, have their own palaces depending palace. on. And what you do for that palace is steal the treasure inside of it to change their hearts and fix their reality, like to fix their mindset on reality. No, you gotta send a calling card, then you fight them, then they have a change of heart. Yeah, but... Of course, you're not alone. You have a vulgar boy, a cat on your goddamn side. A person who was... You got... Well, How do I say girl, the next one? <laughs> we got the hot girl. Then you got, you got the European. president. The student council president in Inkling. In Inkling, that's what yep. I mean. You have Inkling, and then you have the company of How, but in Japanese. Or, in other words, the sadist girl. Oh, great with you, the sadist. Yep. And then you got Pancake Guy, which is the traitor. Pancake Man. Yeah. Boom. And if you're playing Royal, then you have Cannon, the Cannon Ship. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Cannon Ship. But yeah, how does no one notice that her final fused persona is basically a person that is ready to be married? Yeah. Like, I knew from the start when I saw that, and it's just like, this has to be canon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the there's showtime. no way they could do this on purpose. Oh, yeah, and the showtime. Let's not forget about that. Now, of course, in my opinion, Persona 5 was kind of like Sonic Mania. If they were both good, respectively. And because of that, Persona 5 was like Sonic Mania Plus, of how it's basically the same game with added content. If I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're really not wrong. So, now there's this main person behind it, and it's a very powerful politician named Masayoshi Shido. And, of course, he's He's a very corrupt politician. He's Ian from Alvin and the Chipmunks. The moment he goes into office, if it was America. Yep. And the country that children can be proud of, my on. Your squad, which is called the Phantom Thieves. Technically, that's the canon one. You can name whatever they, whatever you want. But they're generally considered to be the Phantom Thieves. Well, yeah, because what's it called? Because that's canon. Yeah, I know that's canon. I'm just saying you can also name the team whatever, but the canon one is the Phantom Thieves. Yeah, but... So what you do? You can also is, name the protagonist, but their canon name is either Akira or Run, depending, depending on, on whether region. you watch the horrible animation or the manga, or you read the can manga. Can I also say that spending three hundred dollars on the anime isn't worth it? You can basically <laughs> go on the PlayStation Store and spend sixty-four dollars, <laughs> or about sixty-four dollars, yeah, that, to just watch the whole true. series. That's true, but we're talking yeah. about the game. I know, but like, come on, three hundred dollars is a lot. It's done. unnecessary. It's All right, necessary. Yeah. Right. But going back to the game, like once you beat Masayoshi Shido, it's not done. 
because yeah, it's not you Thorn. have to fight a freaking a god. god. Yaldabaoth. Which yes, Yaldabaoth. He shows you the seven the deadly humans. sins and then dies to a bullet. From Arsene. No, Satanile. Which is just big Arsene. Very much. Am I wrong? I mean, you're, again, not, you're not wrong. That's not necessarily a new concept. Persona. It's either. just a big Arsene. Yeah. That said, since Persona 5 was such a huge success, they decided to make Dancing and Starlight because that has to be a tradition. And it's just weird. Oh, yeah. And, and then you got Strikers. The which is protagonist good. into Smash Bros. Which is the whole entire reason why we're stuck in this mess of per- of the requests for Persona 5 to go onto the Switch. Please make Persona 5 on the Switch. Right, Am I wrong? talk about that. So yeah, with, with all that said, I don't know when the next Sonic game will be. Sega has not teased it. I heard it's a Sonic Color remaster. And then there's this guy named Zippo who's trying to leak everything. I don't believe the leaks, by the way. Like, it, like when hearing it, it sounds so good. But in it reality, you gotta think about it. You gotta well, really Then think again, about that it. happened with Mario 3D All-Stars. Yeah. Like, I don't... Because... The thing is, if Zippo says things... Like, the whole fan base all, believes him? Well, yeah, like... There are some people that would say anything. And of course, that's all we have for today. We will be tackling Sony, aka PlayStation. Goodbye, all everyone. Right, I'll see you all later.